Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I am Jordan Palmer, joined as always by Charlie Bud, and today we're questioning the nature of our reality with this singular episode. Are we real? There's a a lot here, you know, especially as it's been popularized in uh, pop culture, you know, people even talk about it on social media. And I have a number of questions for you there, bud, uh, to take us in a million directions, and there's no particular right place to start. So I'm just curious. I'll ask you a question before we to begin. How do you define the nature of your reality, bud? What you got? Feels like I'm in an episode of Westworld right now, Palmer. Have you been watching some Westworld, and that's how you uh, came up with this uh, situation here? Potentially, potentially. Uh, I don't know. I define my reality now. That is a million-dollar question. I guess I define my reality by things that I can, you know, see with my senses or you know, perceive with my senses, rather. Okay. You know, like, uh, you know, I can see this. I can hear that. I can smell that. Taste it, if you will. Taste it, if you will. Um, but even there, are, but then again, you know, seeing is believing isn't necessarily always true. I mean, have you seen a million dollars, but you know it exists, right? So, like, the, you know, there's also perceived or assumptions in a way. I don't really know if there's like a scientific term for this, but there are things that you just perceive to be true because you know it to be true. Like, it can be quantifiably true, like in the case of like a million dollars or the you know, researching, like reading an article about research conducted halfway around the world, like you perceive it to be true because it's told to you by credible witnesses. So in that sense, like you have to make your own judgment, but I would perceive that as like, you know, my reality. That is how I assume reality based on like, you know, how like my, my five senses plus the extension of a, um, an acceptable, or at least a plausible witness or an acceptable, trustful witness to kind of play telephone and give me things that I haven't personally experienced. But how do you perceive reality? Mm, I'd honestly say more or less along the lines of what you just answered, like everything I can see, touch, taste. <laughs> you really emphasize that one there. Yeah, well, here. <laughs> it's an important yeah, one, you know. It's an important one. Enjoy you know, it through the tongue. You can't taste, then... What's life? You know, what's food? Yeah, what's water? True. Or not water <laughs> necessarily, but what's a drink, you know? Yeah, very true. See, that's ooh, interesting. But it's, I'd even take a step back. And if you want to, I'll state it as it's stated to all of us. We are just flesh bags mm-hmm. on a hunk of rock moving in space and in ever-expanding universe that will uh, one day experience, I guess, what heat death and just fizzle into nothing. Ooh. Ooh. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. Yeah, do you but, perceive, uh, like... Oh, sorry, continue. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say... So that's interesting you brought up the part about the credible witness. And you talk about... So it's interesting. So, you know, as we grew up, went through school, we were told all these events that happened before we got here. And it's like... Do you believe all of those things happened? Do you think mm-hmm. that some of them have been tweaked, obviously, based on whoever, you know, maybe was victorious or whoever just got to pass the account along? Um, yeah, I think, well, I do think history in a way is like maybe not in the past 150, 200 years because, I, you know, with the rise of like you know credible news sources and uh but i think history at a point in time and for probably the vast majority of history is written by the victors uh, you know like you go back to history of like ancient rome you know how much of that is true we can only go with what you know scientific evidence or you know recorded documentation but like we never hear the other side of it because the history is just written by the victors, you know, like we, it's always from the Roman perspective, the, uh, the perspective of the Roman empire. And like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not a history buff on the Roman empire, but I feel like a lot of people probably would think they kind of look positively on that empire. But at the same time, they are, they were imperialistic people who conquered like 
Europe, Northern Africa, and like some parts of Asia. So like it's kind of wild when you think about that, and you don't really see the like the history from uh, the other side. Like I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a history buff as I said, so I don't know kind of who they were in quarrel with. You know. But. Oh, I think Carthage was like their big enemy. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, that's interesting too because I feel like oftentimes we allow those events to define how we go about making decisions moving forward. And as far as we're concerned, we don't even know if that that technically happened. So that's yeah. very fascinating that we have, you know, we assume it's, it's true, but we have unproven ideas that we then use as the blueprint for more or less our lives. So. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Why'd you also lock it on the Roman Empire too? Uh, just because I don't know. It's like I don't know. I guess it came up in something recently that I was reading that, uh, and also it's just a pretty easy kind of like culprit to point to when you think about uh, uh, a point in time where there was one nation, if you will, that just like conquered like half of the known world at the time. So, um pretty wild stuff no that's that's fair that's fair and so this is this is a tough one and i know this is probably going to lead us down into a rabbit hole but how would you go about proving that you're like how do we know we're real right now i don't know if there's like it's like that's such a hard question like how do you prove that i'm real or you're real i feel like i'm real because i I feel like I have a will of my own right now, but do mm. I have a will of my own? We, I mean, we've talked about fate versus free will on this Choo-choo. podcast <laughs> before. So, um, you know, do I have a will of my own? Am I actually, you know, speaking like, you know, everything in my life I've experienced from like my personal point of view and like you would say the same thing, right? But how could we prove that we're not just living in a computer simulation? And but then then you have to ask yourself then who's the main character? Is it one person living in the simulation, or are we all just a simulation? Are we just like a project in some, you know, you know, some lab experiment that you know who, who created our universe and is just letting it all play out and seeing kind of what happens? Who who's to say that isn't happening? Uh, there's zero evidence for this, but it's fun to think about. Dude, I heard there's like a theory that essentially we're not even all in this together right now. Like if this is a simulation, mm-hmm. it's we were at one time, right? And then we all got one loop around. And the second that happened, everybody got split up and now you're on your own loop. And so you're just reliving your whole life over and over again. And some people believe it's all going to remain exactly the same. And some people believe that you can actually change things as you go around. Hopefully you eventually get to the ideal life, which is trippy. But like that could essentially mean we've had this conversation we have had an this infinite number of times. I mean oh, we've had this. We've also talked about like this like specific kind of like thing. Okay. Like if you lived your life over again, do you think you would make the same decisions? Or do you mm. think you would make different decisions without having any memory of the previous life? Like I feel like you have no memory that. of it. Okay, but it, I'm just going to restate for everybody. I feel like you have if you have no memory of your previous life, then wouldn't you just end up doing exactly the same thing? I feel like you might, yeah. Maybe slight <laughs> variations. Maybe yeah. depending if like certain events happen again. You have like cuz that's another thing. Like does the environment repeat itself? Do you mean like the environment All around the same you. events. Yeah, like the same events happen. Like it does that one time where you almost get in a car crash actually happen again or do you get in the car crash that time? Or, you know, like do you, you know, break your leg uh, uh that skiing. you know one day playing not skiing. <laughs> do you break your leg Sorry. playing hockey one day or do you, you know, you know, you choose or you don't break your leg playing hockey that one day like it's a it's a tough question, definitely the answer, but like I feel like there might have to be slight variations, but I think you individually as a person probably would remain the same and kind of act in a manner that you would act in now. Mm. Like, I don't see why starting your life all over again you'd like change kind of who you are, essentially. 
Also, just to give context, Charlie definitely broke his leg while skiing, yeah. which is why I just uh, brought that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny, but <laughs> it is right now at this moment. But that's interesting you bring that all up because it kind of makes way to the notion of the multiverse. Like, uh, so yes. we are obviously one iteration of reality, but there could be an infinite number of other realities in which those minor events actually happen. So it mm-hmm. could be... The entire world, like your entire life that you're living now, except you trip one day. And that would just be the whole universe. Yep. Like, and, you know, butterfly effect. Yes. Create yes. something else, you know. That is interesting, though, because I feel like, you know, the multiverse is definitely an interesting theory. And I even think it can kind of stand, uh, you know, up in like some quantum physics, uh, you know, situation or like theoreticals. Um, but also like parallel universes, which I don't know if that's necessarily the same thing as a multiverse, but um, I don't think it is because like, do you think there's more than just like we live in a universe, right? And we just yep. assume that everything in that universe is like, you know, is, there's just one, right? Because yep. how could there be another? Well, for all we know, the universe is infinite. It just goes on forever, which is kind of wild to think about. Like, yes. I don't think humans can comprehend the reality of the size of the universe because to us and how we know it as it is infinite. Like, what space is it expanding into, you know? <laughs> Yo, isn't that trippy? Isn't that so trippy, dude? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. There's we, like, like, there's people say if you look up, like, just imagine it just keeps going on and on and on and there's no ceiling. Nothing forever forever and i don't know if we'll ever be able to solve like okay the universe is expanding it's expanding because of the big bang what caused the big bang another great question what created literally nothing was there nothing apparently nothing at all and suddenly all of this was created from an explosion of energy where did that explosion of energy come from you're telling me that it just happened? I'm sorry. We're getting into like the physical, like physics, like <laughs> questions that these physicists probably have been pondering for the last hundred years and have no answer to it. I think the leading theory, I could be totally wrong on this because I haven't read up on like, you know, theories in the Big Bang is that it was like yeah. a, it was a white hole explosion. A white hole? Yeah. Interesting. I've, I read about this like 10 years ago and I, the science could be completely not there anymore i don't know um so basically what it is is that like you know we have black holes right yeah you know stuff gets sucked into a black hole and the question is well where does it go right like what is where does it go a and b like what's inside a black hole we don't really know what's inside a black hole some people believe that the energy that the black holes suck up condenses and warps time and space so much that it creates a literal universe and spits it out, creating what's called a white hole and just exploding like energy and stuff. Dude, two things. <laughs> Number one, Star Trek one. So it was what, Christopher, was it Christopher? No, it was, um, oh my gosh, my blank on the director. Anywho, it was um, Chris Pine was mm-hmm. Captain Kirk. And essentially, they got um, old Spock, so Leonard Nimoy got sucked into a black hole, and it put him into a parallel universe, which is Chris Pine's universe, and that's essentially what just happened there. So it's like a doorway to another universe, A. B, if you ever like read the graphic novel, Akira, or watch the movie, there was an event in Japan, beginning it's like an explosion, like on like an atomic level, but essentially so much energy was created that it's... In the comics, it creates a separate universe. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like in the realm of like science fiction, but it also could totally be like, you know, real. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure like black holes used to be a thing of science fiction until we found them. You know, <laughs> but they existed. Um, like, wow, Bill, great idea, man. I guess you're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just oh, jumped that man. up one day, huh, Bill? <laughs> nice job. Um, oh, man. It's just. Which is kind of wild, like, you know, you think about that aspect of it, and it just boggles the mind. I, I, I can't even begin to imagine, like, if you were able to somehow get to the edge of the universe, 
right? Which would be, it's impossible for us right now, uh, even theoretically. Like, I mean, theoretically, we could, okay, theoretically, yeah, it's possible. Like, we you could. You think we could get to the edge of the universe? No, not with any modern technology. Okay, I meant, okay, like, yeah. if you could theoretically get there, you would have to travel faster than the speed of light because apparently the universe expands faster than the speed of light. That's news. To I think me. so. Let me see. I will Google this. Yeah, Somebody get that fact check and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, that is so trippy. But while you're thinking about that, what's your favorite like reality bending movie show, whatever it may be, that makes you question the nature of reality world? bending shows? Yeah, question the nature like, of reality. Oh, I mean, I guess like the the popular one is like The Matrix, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's it's, easy, it's like the definition of um, reality bending where, you know, we, we live like the entire premise of that movie is that the world that we live in right now is just a simulation put up by literal robots. And we're just playing their game. We're playing their dance and we have to be liberated and like, you know, uh, and according to. uh Oh, hold on. Is this like a credible source? Oh, boy. Talking about credible sources. Uh, I was going to say, I did have a conversation once back in college with like a professor and some other students. We were all out of lunch. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, the leading, leading belief, the most likely explanation for you know why we're all right here is because we're in some simulation. I was like, tribute. You know what's crazy? Imagine if you're in a simulation right now or like a game. Most people, like the games we play, video games and whatnot, are so much more interesting than everyday life typically so this is a game and we're all in here what is life like out there it's gotta be pretty boring you mean like outside if like we live in a simulation like is life out there boring and apparently yes the universe does expand faster than light oh um look at you up on your facts um sorry back on track because i got a little <laughs> sidetracked there um so you think life okay life outside the simulation i would have to think that it's either we're just i don't know like it's like a giant lab experiment uh you know i know there's like you know seven and a half billion people on this planet um and i don't think that it would be totally possible maybe we're in a space station maybe we're on not even on earth and it's just something that was completely created by a computer and that we don't actually live on a planet called earth it's just like this giant you know computer simulation we live on some random planet on a galaxy you know not even that we know of or aware of the universe that we perceive as our reality is not the reality that like is not the actual universe is maybe something completely different who is to say you know but jeez I would think that life out there would probably be um, more advanced, <laughs> way more advanced. <laughs> I it's mean, like doing a good job, guys. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> way, way, way more advanced uh, because, and I think that the simulation is just running from trying to figure out how life was created and what happens when uh, trying to use maybe a prediction model to determine where the fate of humanity goes based on certain aspects that they might have experienced if uh, in their own history and trying to predict the future that way. Interesting, bud. What a, what a thought there. So, you know, I might be pulled out soon because I figured it out. And <laughs> <laughs> they got him. They got him. Get him out, get him out. <laughs> Um, it's like next week I'm like, hey Zach, what do you think of the no the one you got podcast with Jordan and Zach? And it's mm-hmm. like just somebody completely random. Yeah. They rewrote the code. <laughs> or you know, yeah. we're all in there uh charging up a car. We're here to charge up a car. <laughs> Dude, that was my favorite. That was my like literally my favorite reality bending thing comes from Rick and Morty. It's not that, it's literally the one um where they play Roy. Oh yeah, at and, Chids. and he's like, man, you went back to the furniture store. Oh man, <laughs> it's a real uh, setback there, huh, Morty? <laughs> That's my favorite one. 
Yeah, no, that that one's pretty wild. Like, what if you just, you know, when you pass away in your old age, you wake up and you're like a 14-year-old in an arcade. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, what is happening? What about my wife? What happened like, to my wife? You've only been playing for like 20 minutes, dude. And I'm like, I've lived <laughs> 89 years. I've lived 100 years. Like, oh, my God. Oh, that would be terrifying. And then suddenly, like you're like you remember everything that you lived your life and that Uh that is a pretty wild one although like i think my favorite one is the car battery situation okay i I imagine that like if there's an experiment out there we're literally just living organisms created in like a uh like a, a freaking fish tank but it's a universe and like we're the size of i don't know atoms to them or like i don't even know like it i don't know what it would be like a quantum engine or something and we're just living in it and that's our reality and they're examining us from wherever oh man once again rick and morty what was the butter like robot he's like what is my purpose yeah he's like butter (laughs) (laughs) like oh god butter bread (laughs) oh my god Hopefully that's not our purpose because that no. would not be fun. Our purpose right now is to just work 40 hours a week and, uh, you know, do that until you're 65 apparently. Isn't that crazy that we have the ability to change all of that? We just have, like, gone along with it because that's the norm. Like, you know what's crazy? The hi- if you, like, look at the history of working is that it wasn't always that way. Like... There were early on in the 20th century, I might be messing up a little bit on the facts or the timeline here, but the average like working week was like credible 80 hours. Sources. Well, it was a credible source that I was <laughs> yeah, reading okay. it from. I just don't remember all the details. Um, but the history of working, like early 20th century, I think we, our average working week was like 60 to 70 hours a week or something like that. You know, basically, uh, especially poor people, like, you know, the rich would be like, what would the poors want time for themselves? Like they, like their life was to just wake up, work all day and then get home from work and go to sleep. That was their life. Um, and then over time, this started going away because, you know, people wanted to not work all the time. Uh, and Makes work sense. hours went down. And then it wasn't until we hit like around 40 hours, which I forget when in history during the 20th century that kind of became the norm. But it's stagnated, right? And 40 hours has now been the norm for the last like 80 years, right? Like 40-hour work weeks is what we have, you know, come to expect. It's, come, it's what we know. And... Like not to really kind of derail the podcast episode on like on like from talking about our reality here, but like I don't feel like I need forty hours in a week to do my job. I don't know if you feel think, the same way. I don't think you're alone there, and I don't <laughs> think uh, I think most people would actually agree. It's interesting. I think what is it? Sweden, who's always on top of this stuff, is converting to a for they've been experimenting with a four day work week. I'm like, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. I don't know yeah. who decided five was a good day and two days off. Because it's like, I'll tell you how the weekend goes. You work, 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 work. Okay, so Saturday, it's like maybe you sleep in. You get up. You knock out all your errands and everything. You just get things started. Sunday is like a, oh my gosh, tomorrow I, it all begins I think again. two days was the compromise. I think if we if they didn't have to give us time off, companies would have us be working seven days a week. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. And also, they would be giving us probably or making us work like eighty hours a week if they could. It's because of labor laws that they have to require forty hours. And I always found it interesting that um, you don't get rewarded for hard work at your office. You just get rewarded for with more work because you are held to forty hours a week. So if say you finish all your work for the day in about four hours, you don't get to just go home. You have to, you just get more work and they tell you, okay, well maybe you need more because you clearly don't have enough work. And so therefore we need to find you more. We need to literally in this scenario would have to double the workload because you worked through all of your daily tasks in four hours and you still have four hours free on company time. 
That's like so true. Like, yeah, it's it's like not not really. Although I do know Netflix has been like trying to change that. They're like, just come in, get your work done. You can come in at whatever time. And then I think you can leave companies should be like that. Like, I agree. The way I see it is, you can maybe set up projects for or like deadlines on a weekly basis, right? In my experience, there's very few things that need to be done day of. Usually we get at least like a week's notice. And even if there is something that needs to be done day of, you still have a full week to finish your weekly projects. And I think companies should adopt that you pay someone a salary, but they can work as little or as much as they want as long as the work gets done. So say one day they just want to work three hours on Monday or something, you know, they get some work done. They come in, they do it. They, you know, know, they get some work done. They work on the thing that's due Friday, Tuesday, they come in, they work six hours. Wednesday, they come in and work two hours. Thursday, they come in, work 10 hours. Friday, four hours and they're done. The weekly tasks that they had to do. And I feel like, just that up. (laughs) I don't know. Get that math. I was like, that would be incredible. I was like, whoa, you just, you were ready for it, bud. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know if that means 40 hours, but like, even if it doesn't make, make 40 hours in a week, it doesn't matter because the tasks were done. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I work on a clientele thing. And so therefore my work is dictated by, you know, mostly clientele. Sure. My team has work to do. And like we can do like on our own to like automate or, you know, you know, certain projects that we want to do within our team to make our lives a little easier. But at the end of the day, like we are still dictated by like what our client needs. Right. And not all the time is there 40 hours in a week. I'm sorry if anybody from work is listening to this, but like I genuinely don't always feel that way. I mean, sure, there are some weeks where it's busy, but there are also some weeks where it's slow and I have to find things to do. To fill up the time because I'm on company time rather than, you know, getting that time back for myself when, you know, I don't normally. So, no, I, and it's funny, man. I always think of Stanley from The Office. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, I forget what the context was. It was like, oh, should we be doing something? He's like, look, we're just running out the clock right now yeah. i was like geez but like there's some people who literally they're just they'll do something they can knock out in like two seconds for like mm-hmm. two hours just because it's like this is all i have really to do and what am i going to do after that so i agree and unfortunately i think the longer you're in the workforce the more custom you'd become to that i think it's great for our generation because we can knock things out and ways of working are evolving to kind of match that yeah but i do think that we still have some ways to go I know. I I think, you know, I definitely think like more flexible hours and just like paying someone like, hey, here's a salary. You know, not to mention that, you know, wages themselves need to just go up and stuff. But um, because cost of living keeps rising, you know, especially certain areas of of the United States um, and inflation was like the highest been in for a long time. And this is unfortunately... Uh, the reality that we live in is that we work 40 hour weeks, we get underpaid, and you know things get more expensive. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the perfect lead up <laughs> because <laughs> if this was the Matrix, with all of that being taken into consideration, yeah, would you go for the blue pill? Stay with it. Oh boy. Or would you go for the red pill, where you don't know what's really out there, but I'll take it and just take my chances. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard, right? Because the you know blue means comfort, right? Blue is just like I don't have to change anything. I don't need to risk to find out what's out there. Like you know, even if this is a simulation, maybe the life I'm living in my simulation isn't too bad. Um, yeah, but at the you know, I just went. We just went on a rant about you know the 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 working life of a millennial in uh, the 21st century. Um, but I, I don't know if I was offered this, I guess I would take the red pill. Oh, red pill. Andy over here. Um, Whoa. just to see what's out there, man. What you, you're telling wow. me you take the blue pill there, Palmer. You don't want to know what's outside. the simulation. I mean, you just pulled the trigger so quick. I'd probably end up taking the red pill, but I need to take some serious like time to be like, you know, do I do it? I like mm-hmm. the taste of steak. That's a little reference to the <laughs> matrix. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then it also just assess, you know, it's interesting. It's like, would you want to step like, but okay. Assuming that was the case 
and you took the red pill. Say you'd step away from everything. Like, everybody you know in this world, everything. You're just Charlie on the outside. I mean... I mean, it's not wouldn't it wouldn't be easy, but like at the same time, I, would you really know what the red pill would do? Like, I, it's not an easy decision, and it's no, definitely no. a hypothetical. Like, you're like yeah, basically yeah. getting ripped out of the life that you literally have, uh, versus just you know staying and kind of being the drone that the simulation wants you to be. Um, so, would you take the tough. red pill knowing you could not come back? Oh, that'd be really hard. That'd be really hard, man. It's a tough, tough question because, you know, that kind of implies that, you know, there's something totally different if you take the red pill and the experience you'd have. And then, like, you can't go back. Like, what if you hate it, you know, out there? What if it's just like a dystopian world like it literally is in the Matrix? You know, like, do you think Keanu Reeves' character, like, Neo was like, Fuck, I want to go back. I want to get back into the matrix. Give me, get me out, like out of this world that we live in. You know, like why? You know, I can't. I haven't seen the matrix in a long time, so I don't remember if there was like, same dude, same specific reason why he really wanted to get out. And like, I don't know if they were like going to do something with everybody in the simulation. I can't recall, but I don't know. What would you do, Palmer? It's tough, dude. Like. Knowing I can't come, like, I just, part of me says I would have the strength to take the red pill because I'd know none of this was real, more or less. Mm-hmm. The other part's but, like, would it's, it's, the people but is, under, it, is it real? Yeah. Okay, what, sorry, are the people, like, in the simulation just other people trapped in the simulation, or are they just, like, literal figments of your imagination that are created by the simulation? Like, are you the main character? Mm, I was doing it with everybody who was in here was real, but I don't know mm. if that means like your family is your actual family. Like, oh, that's true. Assigned to you. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. That's wild to think about. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, Would you try man. to like save the people that you were friends with in the simulation? Do you think you'd have memories of that simulation? Like, like, yeah, you would, right? I think so. Yeah, because you retain. Because I guess you weren't expected to be able to break free. Mm-hmm. And you, because if you just went out a blank slate, you would be screwed. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, where am I? Who am I? What mm-hmm. are all these people doing? Like, locked up in this? Yeah. <laughs> these little pods. Like, yeah, I would try. I try my best to get everybody out. Like, if I could, not everybody necessarily, but like my squad, the people you know, the pe- you know, yeah. your simulation family. Yeah. Yep. What if you can only get, you know, I'm not going to ask, like, if you can only choose three people, who would you choose? But no, we're not no. going to do that. That's That'd be, uh, tough. super dark. <laughs> it's like, sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> but I am curious. So you also mentioned, um, just like uh, the Rick and Morty, the Ricks must be crazy, where they're in a car battery, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's a world in a battery that's charging it. And then they make a world within a world and a world within a world. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. And it kind of seems like that's if we are in a simulation, that's kind of what we're doing with the metaverse. So I don't know how you know, much you've read up on that. What are your thoughts and feelings on the metaverse? I don't know. Like I watched a uh, like a video about like the the how it's like the like the future of capitalism, the metaverse, and how basically um, that platform services have kind of been this. Uh, this new wave, I guess, like to make money. Um, so when you think about it, like Apple, right? App Store, okay? It's just a platform for like software developers to promote their applications or like their apps. Um, and all Apple does is provide you the store to put your app on. And every transaction that you make on your app, Apple takes 30% of the cut. So essentially, an e- and like a perfect way to kind of describe this is saying you have a landlord right okay you pay him rent pay him rent to be on the platform like i think people do with the app store for apple right you pay apple to be on the platform which is fine that's okay where it kind of crosses the line is that say your landlord every time you go and buy a banana say the banana is ten dollars i know expensive bananas but say the bananas are ten dollars okay your landlord would then 
have to take or no rather you sell bananas i think let's let's go with that okay. i think that makes the more better more sense in this situation say I you are selling you. bananas for ten dollars okay you, like they have nothing to do with bananas you just simply live in an apartment they own but the landlord would take three dollars from that transaction and you would be left with seven simply because you're in the apartment that they own, but you're already paying them rent. That's basically what Apple does with uh, in-app transactions. And they actually got sued by uh, Epic Games to, you know, challenge that uh, rule, like that, you know, rule, um, which is still ongoing from what I've last heard. But, you know, you take this kind of same, like, you know, uh, principle, right? Like Uber does something similar where, you know, they're just a platform of convenience to get basically contractors uh, to drive people around, right? Uh, they take a cut out of every Uber um, because they uh, they supply the convenience, okay? Uh, Metaverse is going to be the same exact concept, Okay, like, like I don't really know exactly what the metaverse is, to be honest, but it's going to be a platform, right? Meta, Facebook, is creating a metaverse. And from what they showed off, it's basically just like Ready Player One, okay? Um, say, though, that you're in Meta's metaverse in a Ready Player One kind of virtual room or whatever. Um, but everything you buy... Facebook or Meta in this case takes like, you know, gets a cut of it or everything that you sell Meta gets a cut of it because you live on their platform in your virtual God knows what. So like you're buying like virtual clothes or you're selling or trading or doing whatever. And Meta takes all the cuts from any independent party that you would be buying it from or selling it to because they simply exist and have the platform that you are on. So, Dude, I hear people are spending the same amount of money they'd be spending on real estate in the real world in the metaverse to claim a stake of like land or whatnot. Which, and the crazy thing is like if this is like an actual virtual world, mm. that means that the potential is unlimited because they can continue to expand this like in an unlimited manner. Yeah. So they can continue to make, make money off of like basically not a new exactly. resource that they control. It's an wow. infinite resource that they control and they can get all like it's like yeah, it's absurd in in that regard. Like and because they they like they could probably will even claim that like say you buy a house in the in Meta's metaverse, right? And then you try to sell that house, what is stopping Meta from taking a cut of that sale on a house that they created and technically own the property to because it's in their metaverse that's very true dude they could they could do that they could do yeah. basically they could and the scary thing is there's gonna be people who are like oh i'm, I'm that's fine i'll do it no, there's it's gonna not be like fine it's platform golden. economic there's like you know ca platform capitalism which is what is the tech industry today google facebook apple uh Uber, all those like crowdfunding apps that popped up because like the new Uber of delivery, food delivery, like these are yeah. like these are just platform apps that take fees out of any like restaurant order simply because they just facilitate the convenience. Yeah, it's like a great business plan, great business mm -hmm. idea, but like. When you see how it plays out, it can be a little uh, hard on everybody involved, with the exception of those who are yeah. making the money. Would you really want to pay your landlord every time you make a sale? No, I would. And it's oh, what? Or if one thing, if or it was say, like, say, say say it's like this: you're buying ten dollars of bananas, but your landlord taxes you three bucks because you bought brought bananas into your home or something. Like I don't know. Like think about it like that. It would be ridiculous, right? It's dude, ridiculous. If I didn't have to pay rent, like in that scenario, like if they just took the money out of the bananas, okay, that's like one thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like they're my storefront, I'll count that to like overhead. But if I'm paying like the tax, like <laughs> I was just gonna leave hypothetical. If I'm paying the rent and then I'm also paying them for everything I sell, that's where the line needs to be drawn. 
<laughs> Dude, you got me thinking. Wow, I didn't know that was how it worked. No, that's how that's Apple how works. It's pretty dumb. I'm scared that like there's gonna be like the golden pants in the metaverse that are actually like fifty thousand dollars in real life. And people are gonna buy it. People are gonna people are gonna do it. Just to like show that they had fifty thousand dollars for their avatar. Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. Do we wanna live in that world? Like that's I mean, my I don't question. know. I, I feel like the metaverse isn't too defined. Like, yeah, I think every company has like a different idea of like what the metaverse is. And you can maybe arguably even say that video games created the metaverse long before the metaverse was like created. I mean, like when you think about like huge online games, like, you know, like say World of Warcraft, for example, it's like a literal game that you create an avatar and you go into a world with, you know, tens of thousands of players in that world like is that not just like the metaverse maybe not as surreal and vivid but that is like essentially what meta seemed to be trying to create but just like in a little from like a vr kind of standpoint versus you know just like sitting on your computer but it is a virtual world that is literally created you know it's a huge world and there are other players you can interact with and talk to it is it's also interesting I guess the question becomes, why do we feel like we can't do that in reality? Like, what's the thing stopping us from engaging people? Out yeah, I don't know what the selling point of the metaverse is. And it is something I need to read up on more because it's, mm. I feel like I'm missing something here. Uh, <laughs> you know? It's like with NFTs, dude. I'm like, so what exactly are you and like, getting? Well, exactly. Did you see um, Folding Ideas? to like big video on nfts no it's called line goes up um uh, the problem with nfts and it's, it's a really good video that like talks Does it about explain like what the benefit of purchasing an nft is uh, it basically just craps all over the whole crypto oh. and nft like marketplace um it criticizes mm. it extensively in a very well done way um and it, it came it like it, po it was posted 10 days ago I and mean, it's a two hour video mind you it's three and a half million views it it it, it got a lot Jeez. of uh tra traction so um definitely gonna have to give the cheese two hours they were really going for it huh yeah yeah it it starts like with like how crypto came to be um you know what is crypto and then it moves into nfts and it's like we had it was like it was like he even like says in the beginning of it, it was like it's like how do we get from like bitcoin to board eight biot club it's not something we could just snap my fingers and start talking about we have to get there like we have to climb oh, all the way wow. from the bottom and we have to talk all the way to before we get start talking about board eight biot club and stuff and nfts and stuff um okay. it's a it's a it's a it's a wild video but what if like the metaverse is just going to create crypto right what if metaverses just create their own cryptocurrency that you have to buy and then they if you say you want to cash out for real money they take a fee for every time you want to cash out well, because, they were going to try to have Libra, which was their cryptocurrency. Facebook. Oh, yeah, spot. but the SEC like shot that down or something. <laughs> yeah, they said no, no, no. But I mean, if the metaverse, like, I mean, can there be sanctions around that? It's, it's completely untapped, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, opportunity for them. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. I just, it just seems very odd to me, like the whole metaverse thing. So, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I guess, like, is this something that people want? I just like don't understand. You know what? That's a good question. And for those of you who are listening, if it is something you want or if it's something you don't want, please hit us up on social media. You can tweet at us at whatchagotcast, what to spell W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or hit us up on uh, Instagram at whatchagotpodcast, whatcha spelled the same way. I'm so curious to hear what people actually have to say about this. Yeah. I swear there's going to be that one dude who's really good. He's like, yo, I'm waiting on the matter and counting down the days. Mm-hmm. And like going back to like kind of tying it to the core theme of this is like, say we have the metaverse, right? Um, what would our reality become? Like, okay. So say let's, let's envision that the metaverse is ready player one. Okay. Let's just say that's what it is. And uh, what would our reality become? Would our reality become the, the virtual world or the world that we pretend we don't have like the life that we, we you know, 
we leave behind as we strap into our full body suit and VR helmet and walk around this metaverse, if you will. You got to like believe there's going to be those couples who will never meet in person, but who will be together like every moment of every day in the metaverse. Yeah. Like, isn't that wild to think about? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yep. I mean, that's like basically what happens in Ready Player One. Like he had like a huge love interest with this girl he literally doesn't know, and nope. but that's just like the nature of it. it. And it's because it's like they can get those like full body suits where you can feel like it's just it's sensual. I forgot about that. Yeah, yes, yeah. I completely forgot about Ready Player One in that regard. Yeah. Oh man, I guess like knowing that though. So if you were. Just in a world like our own, and this is kind of came up. Would you, and the question of you're real or you're not is posed to you, would you want to know if you were real or not? Um, I'd, would I want to know if I'm real or not? Or yeah, I'm, would you want to know if you were real? I hope I'm real. Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to ask. Like, does a robot think the same way I do? You know, like, does it have oh like what do we call consciousness we haven't even been able to explain what consciousness is like we don't know like why we have like yeah is it related to intelligence is it i don't know like what creates consciousness do we know i'm not a neuroscientist though i don't do you like sentience is something that's interesting because there was think about it. There was literally a moment in your life when you went from not being able to process anything to being able to understand like I am a being. This person is this in relation to mm-hmm. me. That's a blank. And like you were able to just retain all that. But like and able to think and yes, comprehend. Yeah. Oh, man. And then I was thinking about like memory, like. When we think about like when we remember things, it's not like we have like a a giant TV or whatever Mm -hmm. in our head. It's literally just like electric signals in our brain firing a certain way that allows us to replay a moment from yesterday or years ago. And obviously not perfect, but it's still there, which is kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is definitely very fast. Would you want to know that like if you're real or not? I've come... How soul crushing would that be to be told one day like you're not, <laughs> I'm not real. real? I'm not real. You're not I a think... real boy. <laughs> you're a what? You're a monster. <laughs> um, I think I it wouldn't matter to me because even if I wasn't like real, I'll put that in air quotes for those of you who can't see me, I'd still be real. Like if I wasn't real and you were real, this moment right here that we're having is real. Like yeah. It's all within however you define reality. That is, so, that's fair. That's definitely something to keep in mind. Like, this is my reality. This yep. is how I define it. And whether or not I'm real or not, which I do think I am, won't <laughs> I think change anything uh, regarding that. So. Yes. See, so that was just, that was honestly my last thought, dude. Like, <laughs> it's such an interest. Because it can it can literally be something we haven't even thought about. What is reality? Like, you know, what are we? And will we ever know? I don't know. But it's just know. kind of fun to just kick it around. And then, like, like we saw, like, it can go into all kinds of different uh, areas. Like, we just accept certain parts of our lives as they are. But in reality, like, some things just, it's like, does it matter or does it not? And at the end of the day, in 100 years, it won't matter. Like, I don't think. So, like, you know, here we are. We'll see, man. I feel like you know the <laughs> next the next thing that I think like metaverse. So I googled it, and apparently Wikipedia. I know not the best source of info, but it's a great jumping off point. It does say that it is like you know as we described like a Ready Player One kind of thing. It's like a virtual reality, uh, you know, life that you kind of live in. And Facebook, I guess, is planning to, you know build something like that um so and now meta i know it's just dumb to call it meta is creating a metaverse get it um but anyways 
Did they say how we're gonna like interface with it? Like, will it be like a headset? Will it be just like your computer? I imagine it's gonna literally be ripped right from Ready Player One, and that um, you will have like a full body suit where you're able to touch and feel things, like you know, live in that world. And in fact, Ready Player One's even on this Wikipedia page as like a book that taught as like a fictional metaverse. Mm, which look at that. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's Ready Player One. And the videos I've seen describing the metaverse have all kind of said that it's Ready Player One. So um, I could just see like Mark Zuckerberg like pitching this idea. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Mark, where did you? I don't know. I just I went know. to sleep one night and I like woke. And then you just see like a pan to his bedside and it's Ready Player One. Yeah. Just, like, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. <laughs> just, this just came to me. Yeah, it just came so, to me, also, you know? It's weird that Facebook is the one that's kind of doing. Like, I guess like they're all about social interaction, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they're not really social interaction. Like, yeah. I don't go on Facebook anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't really know too. Oh, many I don't go on Facebook like, anymore either. Dude, there's a cesspool of misinfo and you know your aunt. Say happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say happy birthday to people from time to time. But yeah, like when I was, I don't know if it's just like our age now. Like, I don't know if no. high school kids are like all about it i think probably instagram is like the new no i it's facebook is you know the zoomers are on tiktok you know the the the, right. the new the 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 new generations on tiktok uh the boomers are on facebook uh the millennials who knows they're kind of on all of them and i would even say that the younger generation is probably also on most of them but less so on facebook and probably all about like tiktok um and uh Instagram, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, we should revisit this in like twenty years and see where we're at, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. Like freaking Bloomberg, you know, like says in like ten years that the metaverse is gonna be like some multi-billion-dollar industry, and I'm like, I feel like it's just a buzzword that's being thrown around. And um, but. I mean, it definitely is. I feel like every company is just saying that we're going to be building the metaverse. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be doing our part to build the metaverse. I mean, Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard for like $70 billion. And they're like Microsoft head, like gaming head Phil Spencer was like, yeah, they're going to be an important partner in building uh, the metaverse. I'm like, the hell? Microsoft's doing a metaverse now? Course Dude, that's the other are. thing. Like, there will be multiple metaverses, so it's mm-hmm. like, which one do you choose? You just yeah. go back and forth. Are they like, all going to be connected? But then, who, if they're all connected, who gets the freaking paycheck at the end of the day? This is the future of freaking capitalism. Let it be known. The metaverse is not necessarily the best idea, especially since Ready Player One is a literal dystopia. Yep. Um, yep. Also, like the servers and everything that will basically if the majority of the world adopts this also like what's going to happen for people who can't afford the like yeah i'm scared that like there's going to be a put <laughs> maybe we should just have an episode on the metaverse <laughs> uh, we should. i'm scared yeah. there's going to be just like a push to like put basic everyday things that we need in the metaverse to get more drive more people onto it and it's just going to be like, that's going to become our, although I'm also thinking about like Google glass, which everybody was like, Oh, this is the next big thing. Like augmented reality. You're going to be able to interface with everything. And that just like fell through because they said nobody wanted it or cared. So we'll yeah, see. We'll I don't know. Like, is there like, yeah, that's the thing I brought up earlier. And like, I know that this was kind of an inevitable conclusion as we talked about reality and like kind of, you know, perceiving reality, but as we're talking about the metaverse a lot here, but like, is that, you know, is this something people want? I'm telling you right now, it's not something I necessarily want. I don't want the metaverse. It just feels like this is just like a big new thing that tech companies are trying to pursue is to be kind of like this new groundbreaking technology. But like how many people out there actually want the metaverse? Do you want it, Palmer? I don't want the metaverse. I think that they're realizing that, you know, there's a finite number of resources in our world right now. And yes. The expense of trying to claim those and then everything. It's just easier to create something that you can have an infinite supply of. And that's what the. the but like, what we can't, like, but that doesn't necessarily stop us from living on Earth. Like, we still no. have to live on Earth. Those resources oh. still need to be 
used and consumed. It's not like we go into the metaverse to escape our problems. Like, so I, I can eat in the metaverse. Therefore, I don't have to eat in real life. I just ate virtual meatloaf. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I think it's like um, more along the lines of the expense of like, let's say phones, right? Like, don't you have to get like some special like thing, like mineral or metal that's deep in the ground and they have like people in like other like countries and other continents who are like... Yeah, but you think like things like a VR headset and haptic suits are not going to be like utilizing the same minerals or even scarcer minerals. Like you're going to try to get the entire world onto this. Like it's just in... Who's to say? Like, I don't know what their goal is of the metaverse. Like, I don't know what meta is trying to do. And I know there are tons of companies out there now pursuing this, uh, random technology that is basically only been widely popularized by ready player one, a dystopian science fiction novel about, um, people literally living in this. Uh, so, I mean, the whole dystopian world was because of this game. That is the metaverse in Ready Player One. It's called the Oasis. It's just a like this massive multiplayer online game that basically mimics real life, but you can be kind of whoever you want to be in that game. Uh, in Ready Player One, and the world around it, I think, is kind of just awful from what I remember. I don't know if it was. I I can't remember if it was a direct correlation, but I feel like it kind of is. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it was. I was literally about to say something, but like people like use like their jobs were in the game. Like yeah, they, yeah, oh, they, their jobs Schools were, in, were the in the game. Yeah, schools were in the game. Like it was. This is what Meta wants to create. That Mark Zuckerberg read Ready Player One, and he didn't take away. He what he took away from that was that this is a good idea and not a danger to of the advancement of technology. Not a, uh, like he said. He missed the point where it was a dystopian novel and somehow kind of came back and was like, that is genius. And isn't it... Oh, wait, spoiler alert for Ready Player One. Everybody hop off for a second. It's mm -hmm. different from the movie, so if you saw the movie and you think you know the ending and you want to read the book, I'm about to reveal the book ending. <laughs> hop off. Okay, didn't they, like... um. He, he never like he didn't log back into the Oasis after he like finished it, right? Well, there's a sequel that came out in 2020, Ready Player oh, Two. Oh, Ready Player and Two. And I need to read it. Um, I do too. Yes, okay. he he didn't ever log back in to it, unless the sequel, you know, Changes retcons that. that. So okay, okay. Um, but I don't know. I I mean, the worst part is is that the Oasis didn't have like a profit motive in a sense. No. Meta is going to have a profit motive. All of these metaverse, like all these companies waving around the metaverse as like their buzzword that was like, you know, circa, like the blockchain was in circa 2013, that they're going to have a profit motive. You know, I think Facebook says that we're going to, you know, personalize ads towards people. Like imagine living in a freaking world right now, the metaverse, right? And a freaking pop up flies in your freaking face while you're doing something with your buddies like in a freak or if you're in class learning something like could you imagine how stupid Dude, that would be we're like slowly moving into a black mirror world and it's scary uh, we're literally moving into, into a dystopian world in more ways than one not just with the like the pursuit of uh, the metaverse but in very other many ways so Jeez. <sighs> it's a boring dystopia. Yep. But it's our boring dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, oh, we ranted so long about the metaverse. I think I know, yeah, there's something I know. else you want to talk about in no, terms was, of the reality. That was it. It's what a what a what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive indeed. <laughs> But no, that's it for me, bud. Any final thoughts? I think I'm good there, Palmer. I think I'm good. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. That's our show. We're the What You Got podcast, hosted by yours truly, Charlie Bud. And with all, as always with me is Jordan Palmer. I really kind of butchered that one. Um, <laughs> uh, you can catch us uh, every Monday night, uh, every week. So be sure to drop a follow wherever you listen to your uh, podcasts. We're up on YouTube. 
You can find us. You just type in the What You Got podcast. We'll drop in the episode links on Twitter when they go live. They're usually up a day later. So be on the lookout for that and subscribe. And follow us on the social medias. And uh, Palmer dropped it earlier, but why don't you drop it one more time? One more time for the people. You can follow us on Instagram at What You Got Podcast, which is spelled W H A T C H A, or on Twitter at What You Got Cast, which is spelled the same way. And until next week, you guys have a good one.